Alright guys, and welcome to another edition of Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. We're going to run it back with the rankings. And we're going to give you our Thursday peas with PJ with this super exciting game. I'm saying that with air quotes. Uh, with the LA Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. But we'll get to that. Let's run it back with the rankings real quick, guys. Let's see where we sit. Actually... Let's talk about the Chiefs-Bills real quick, because I didn't get a chance to reflect on that game, and I don't want to wait all the way down to the rankings to reflect. For all those Chiefs fans out there complaining about this call, this penalty call, you have to get over it. You have to get over it. You have to get over it. He was offsides. He lined up completely offsides. He's almost right next to Von Miller, the way he's lining up. And don't give me this, well, he looked back, and the ref's supposed to help him. No, no, technically the ref's not supposed to help him that much. And technically, when he looked back, he looked back so quick that the ref couldn't even probably help him. So, Kadarius Tony has been playing football for long enough that he should know when he's lined up offsides. I'm sorry, he just should. So don't complain to me about, oh my gosh, you know, why'd they call the, why'd they throw the flag? I mean, Patrick Mahomes the other day, you know, and I know he's, he was upset after a game and he apologized, but you know, he's saying that they shouldn't have thrown the flag because it was such an incredible play. What? That's not a reason not to throw a flag. And the flag was already out, Patrick, while that play was still going on. So needless to say, this is just another gaffe by Kadarius Tony. He lined up offsides, just like when he drops the ball when you throw it to him, or he gets injured, or he makes a fumble. Just There's something that happens with him all the time. I think this is just coming down to what the Chiefs have a problem with this year. They're lacking in offense. They tried to go on the cheap to get Kadarius Toney, which, hey, I get it. He had an incredible Super Bowl. You want to give him a chance this year. I think your experiment has failed, Kansas City. You need more offensive firepower. You need someone else to make them think about on the outside. And then that will free up Travis Kelsey. Kadarius Toney is not Tyree Kill. No matter how much you want to wish him into that role, Kansas City. They're going to have to go out there. They're going to have to pick up another wide receiver this upcoming offseason. Because you're going to be like, well, P.J., they didn't have Tyreek Hill last year. True. But they had Juju Smith-Schuster, and I'll be honest with you, he was enough of a threat to keep people off of Travis Kelsey because he was a sure-handed wide receiver. Kadarius Tony is not a sure-handed wide receiver. I mean, you can't even get him to line up on sides. So... This is part of my problem. I just, I didn't like all the complaining. Oh, I don't know. They never call this. Well, yeah, they never call it because nobody does it that egregiously. I mean, he's literally lined up offside. You can't even see, see the football. So Kansas City fans, get over it. Yeah, it was an incredible play. Half of that was probably done because Travis Kelsey, I think, saw the flag and probably thought it was on the defense and thought he had a free play. And that was a crazy play that Travis Kelsey made, but it didn't count. And it didn't count because Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. And yes, Kadarius Tony looks like has cost you guys possibly another game. So that's probably two or three. Because you probably could say with all of his drops in the first game, he cost you quite a bit too. 
Okay, sorry. Just had to get that off my chest. I didn't want to wait till the run it all the way down on the running back rankings. All right, so the running back rankings. Here we go. Let's start off with number 32, Carolina Panthers. Well, they gained the worst spot back. They uh, didn't have it for a week, and they felt bad, so they wanted to drop back down. Um, but number 31, the Patriots, they found out they were the worst, worst spot, and they have this big win against the Steelers. I don't know where that came from. Um Let's just put it this way. Steve, uh, Patriots, incredible first half. Crappy second half. <laughs> and you're kind of lucky that the Steelers aren't that better on offense because they would have came back and beat you. All right, number 30. Uh, very rarely does this happen, but a couple Ida teams dropped, and that's just because of who was behind them. The Arizona Cardinals dropped. They got the 49ers next. Washington Commanders dropped. They've got the Rams next. Both teams were, were the only two uh, idle teams last week. Now, the reason why they got jumped, well, you got the number 28 New York Giants, big win against the Packers, and technically, they're still alive, technically. Um, just very resilient, you know, Packers went and scored late, but then the Giants drove the field, knew they had it, went and kicked the field goal, very good moxie on this team, a lot of fight, that was good to see. Number 27, Chicago Bears, big win against a division uh, rival. Bears have a two-game win streak, first time in like 707 days or something. Um, they also have two division wins, which they haven't done in a long time. And technically, they're still alive. So, good win by the Bears. Yes, they're still alive, but they got a lot of work to do. I don't think it's going to happen for them or the Giants. But technically, you got to say they're still alive. Okay. I've decided on my rankings that these next three spots are going to be reserved for the NFC South teams, and you can put them in pretty much any order of how they do week to week. So this is how it's going to be for this week, but this these spots are going to be reserved for the NFC South. I think it's crazy that one of these teams is going to host a playoff game, but here you go. So I've got number 26. I've got the New Orleans Saints. Yes, they beat the Panthers. Woohoo. Number 25, I've got the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they just beat the Saints, but then they can't get together to beat the Buccaneers. Just like everything, these guys are cannibalizing each other left and right. It's it's pitiful. Um, and then number 24, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are in the lead of the division right now. So needless to say, 26, 25, and 24 are going to be reserved for the NFC South for the remainder of the year. And I will put them in whatever order, how they based on play per week. Which will probably be like one team wins, two teams lose pretty much every week. So, uh, one will win the division and host a playoff game, like I said, which is just crazy to me. Okay, number 23, the New York Jets. Good win against, a, you know, I guess a potential playoff team on the Houston Texans. It, you know what? I mean, it's still kind of a dumpster fire. And now there's news coming out that Zach Wilson, you know, definitely wants to move on after this year. They want to move on from Zach Wilson. I don't know why they just didn't do it last year, but whatever. They kept him, and it's been a crazy ride ever since. You know, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with Aaron Rodgers in this organization. He's kind of calling the shots. He wanted to keep Zach Wilson, so they kept Zach Wilson. And that, that, and I just don't think that they found any other trade partner that would give them anything for Zach Wilson. So, needless to say, I think Zach Wilson's definitely done it with the Jets after this year. And both both him and the Jets need to move on from this situation. Alright, next up, number 22. Los Angeles Chargers. Alright, they've just lost Herbert for the year. 
and this uh, wheel is spinning out of control. They lost 24-7 to the Broncos. Not very good. I don't really see them getting much better this year. I, You know, I think Brandon Staley's heading to a new job. They're looking at a new coach soon, a new reorganization. You know, it's just they've got so much potential on this team on offense and defense, and they just Chargers be the Chargers. So moving on. 21, the Las Vegas Raiders, 3 to nothing. Las Vegas, you lost three to nothing. Really. Really. Three to nothing. That's all I'm going to say. I don't have anything else to say. Titans, number 20. Great win for them against a potential playoff team. Gotta love Mike Vrabel. He just, he doesn't have his teams quit. Will Levis is looking like a pretty good option at quarterback, which I'm glad that they went with him. I'm glad that he's learning these things. Up and down, they're riding with him. It's good. I think he's gaining so much experience to head into next year but good win for the titans i don't think they're going anywhere but great win to see on a monday i think the spirit of frank whitecheck uh was with them on monday all right number 19 indianapolis colts you went and got your butt kicked by the cincinnati Bengals. now i'll give you this the cincinnati Bengals have been playing sneakily really good lately uh i guess you know behind jake browning as quarterback but Colts, I had you, you know, you, you, you were looking on track to maybe go out there and win this division. And now you just go out there and get your butt kicked. So Colts definitely falling back down on this list. All right, number 18, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I went into this a little bit last week on the Peas with Peas, uh, the Peas with PJ, sorry. Um, I think the Steelers are done. They're toast, finito. I don't see Trubisky getting them into the playoffs. I don't see any kind of uh, continuity on this offense whatsoever. And I think they got to do some real soul searching this next year on what they're going to do on offense. Because is Kenny Pickett the answer? Trubisky's not the answer. What are they going to do? But I definitely think, I think their defense is tired too. You got TJ Watt that I guess cleared concussion protocol. But what does that mean anymore? I don't, who knows about concussion protocol? I think it's kind of a magic brush that they can paint when they want the player back in. But needless to say, I, I think the defense is tired. I think they're tired of trying to win every game for the offense, and the offense doesn't know what else to do. Okay, number 17, the Minnesota Vikings. All I'm going to say about this is the reverse, really. Three to nothing. You won the game three to nothing. The only thing that I can say about from this game from the Minnesota side is looks like Justin Jefferson's okay. He went down with an injury in the second quarter. And the Josh Dobbs story is over. The Rocket Man has fell back down to earth. So, number 16, Seattle Seahawks. Tough loss. I mean, they played okay against the Niners, but Niners looked in control of that game pretty much the whole time. I I kind of see the playoffs slipping away for, for Seattle very quickly. Very quickly. And that stinks because I think they have a decent team. But... I'm starting to see them on the outside looking in. Okay. And a lot of that has to do with the number 15 team, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. Great game. Tough loss to, to the Ravens. I mean, it they played... It looked like a playoff game. It felt like a playoff game. It was a very tight game, back and forth. I think the Rams are definitely a playoff team for the um, NFC. I think they can uh, make some noise, be, be pesky. 
And a lot of that has to do with the run game that they got going on now. So good for the Los Angeles Rams. We'll have to see. They got to do some stuff to to get to stay in there. But I see the Rams as a playoff team this year. Number 14, the Houston Texans. Remember a couple weeks ago when I said, you know, I'm starting to kind of feel like the Texans might be that balloon that's slowly letting out air. Well, I kind of feel like they're sped up a little bit on that. It didn't happen against the Broncos. But it did happen against the Jets. You lost 30-6 to to the Jets. To the Jets. You gave up three touchdowns to the Jets' offense. What the heck are you guys doing? So needless to say, I'm starting to kind of get that wobbly kind of Jenga tower feeling with them. And that, that, that balloon is letting out air very quickly. Number 13, Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, fought back. Against the Browns. The Browns are a tough team at home. Tough team at home. Jags, you know, they fought back. We'll have to see. Looks like they still kind of have their shot to win this division. Looks like Trevor Lawrence uh, wasn't as hurt as we thought. I mean, he definitely looked hobbled. But, I mean, went out there and played. I just wonder if they're, it's a little too soon to have him play this well. Or attempt to play this well. And then he's going to have nothing left for the playoffs. But they're trying to win and get in the playoffs, so I can't blame them there. All right, number 12, Green Bay Packers. Boy, did love revert back quick, huh? Because that Jordan Love in that game looked just like the Jordan Love earlier on in the season that was screaming to me that, like, throws with no confidence. What is he doing? That was that Jordan Love again. I don't know what happened to the Packers offense, but, man, they look so good against so many good teams and then you go out there and lay that egg against the New York Giants. I know the Giants have a sneaky good defense, but still, come on, Green Bay. So, number 12 and possibly hanging on by a fingernail. All right, number 11, Detroit Lions. Guys, I kind of see the Detroit Lions having chinks in their armor. And their chinks in their armor are kind of like that guy on uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the, you know, the one night where you... You hit him and his whole arm falls off. Well, that's what it kind of feels like with uh, the Detroit Lions. They just feel like you're going to hit him in one spot and that whole arm's going to go. And then, oh my God, there, there goes that leg and boom. They feel like they're falling apart quick is basically my analogy there. So, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lions. I mean, technically, it'd be tough for them to lose the division at this point. But crazier things have happened. All right, number 10, Cleveland Browns. Great win at home. But to be in these playoffs and to win, they're going to have to win on the road. Now, they got another winnable game at home against the Bears. Now, the Bears aren't necessarily a a give-me. But the Browns' defense should handle the Bears. But, you know, coming on up here, Browns, you're going to have to play on the road again. And you're going to have to win on the road or at least play good on the road. But the other thing is, too, is Joe Flacco is, is added some offensive firepower to this team and it makes you not have to just think about the run game guys and they're lighting you up on the pass so all right number nine this team very resurgent the who they and that's the Cincinnati Bengals guys um they look like a playoff team I I wrote them off a couple weeks ago I'm sure just like a lot of people wrote them off and they are playing some football so can they make it into the playoffs yeah 
Yeah, they can, especially the way they're playing. So good for them and good for Zach Taylor for not letting his team quit on the season when with losing Joe Burrow. And it just goes to show you that they got a lot of talent on that team. So good for them. Number eight, the Denver Broncos. Big win. Got to keep going. I kind of see it as the Broncos probably need two more wins. Two more wins to probably be in. And I think they could do it. So they got the Lions up next, which we know how the Lions are playing. So it's going to be an interesting game. All right, number seven, the Miami Dolphins. Listen, Miami, you had a chance to put that game away on Monday. And you didn't. So this is on Miami. I mean, it was a good win by Tennessee. But Miami, you were up by 13 points at a, a, you know with like three minutes left or something. So this is on you. You could have won that game. You didn't. You have to. And, you know, the other thing you notice in this game, too, is when Tyreek Hill was not in the ball game, that Miami's offense looked way different and looked very predictable. So needless to say, we'll have to see what happens with this uh, Dolphins team. But they got to put themselves back on the right track, especially when you got the Jaguars lose. You could have you could have kept pace with the Ravens to possibly get the number one seed. Now I think that's gone for you. All right, Kansas City Chiefs up next, number six. Guys, we went over it a little bit. They just don't have the offensive firepower this year. Um, they've got a lot of great pieces. I think their defense is getting tired. I think their defense is playing pretty dang well. I mean, they got down fourteen nothing right o- pretty quick in that game on Sunday. And then their defense only held the team to six more points. That's pretty unbelievable. I mean, especially against that high-powered Bills offense. But still, kind of crazy. Kind of feel like the Chiefs offense does not have enough to to make any noise in this playoffs. Will they get in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, they will. They will. They'll probably be the number three seed. Possibly the number two seed. Depends on what happens with the Dolphins. But... I just don't know. I just, you know, they'll probably win their first playoff game, but will they win their second? I don't know. I think this could be a divisional round knockout for them this year. All right, number five, the Buffalo Bills. Now, I know some people are going to say, the Denver fans are going to be saying, we're eight, they're five, why? Bills have a, you know, if the Bills and Broncos played again, guys, I think the Bills beat the Broncos. But that's not what happened, and that's okay. But needless to say, the Bills are resurgent. They have a really tough schedule coming on up. And if the Bills win to get into the playoffs, they deserve every accolade that they can because they have a horrible schedule still coming on up. They have Dallas this week. They got the Chargers, Patriots, and then the Dolphins to finish up. So they got a little, a couple easy games in there, but two tough games. It, we'll have to see. Bills need a lot of work, but definitely playing some good football as of late. Number four, Philadelphia Eagles. Mostly they didn't fall any further because the teams that are behind them, I couldn't really knock that down too much. And the Philadelphia Eagles did lose technically to one of the higher up teams. Eagles are reeling though. They are definitely reeling. There's a little bit of chatter now coming from some of the offensive players about the predictability of their offense and blah, 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 that their routes are running too long. I saw a quote from AJ Brown that like, look at Dallas's routes. They're so quick. Ours take forever to develop. Yeah, don't like to hear stuff like this coming from a team that has so much talent and potential and can make a lot of noise in these playoffs. 
Especially, I mean, I know you're going through a little bit of a two-game losing streak, but it seems like you guys are a better team than to start falling apart at the seams right now. But I can't disagree with their offense has been very subpar the last couple weeks. So I think Jalen Hurts' knee is hurt worse than it is, or that worse than they're letting on, I should say. I guess, you know, I guess I don't even know if he's been on an injury report, but that goes back to my whole point about Joe Burrow a long time ago. Um, but Eagles, you know, I, we'll have to see. I, they control their own destiny. Okay. They technically, if they win out, I think they win the NFC East. Um, which I, they have a way easier schedule than Dallas. And I think if they win out, they have a better conference record than Dallas. So I know that Dallas, I think has the swing on them right now, but I think at the end of the day that if the Eagles win out, they have a better conference record, so then they'd be ahead and they'd get the number, probably the number two seed in the NFC. All right, number three, Baltimore Ravens. Well, I think they pretty much, with this victory, and if they can kind of secure a couple more, I think they pretty much have proven that they're the number one seed in the AFC. Good win against a tough, uh, resilient Los Angeles Rams team on, on Sunday. But you know what? That's what you do. You find ways to win. Special teams came through for them at the end. They're playing on all three facets. Ravens are shaping up to be the number one seed, kind of like I thought. Dallas is number two overall power rankings. Great win, guys. They got a heck of a schedule still up. They got the Bills. They got the Dolphins. Um, It's not going to be an easy one. I I just, I kind of hate to, you know, like I just went over with the Eagles. I think if the Eagles went out, which it looks like the Eagles have a great possibility to do, other than the Eagles have to play those pesky Giants a couple times. That, for all this work that Dallas has going on this season, that they still might be the five seed, but it's looking that way. All right, number one, 49ers, guys. I think the Niners, with the Packers' loss, just secured a playoff berth, well, which uh, I think that was kind of uh, happening no matter what. I think they're shaping up to be the numbers one seed in the NFC. They just have to take care of business here late. Stay healthy. And I think these Niners are going to be number one throughout the whole rest of the thing. All right. Let's do a little Thursday piece with PJ for this uh, exciting game against the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Like I said earlier, Herbert's out. He broke his uh, index finger. He's got to have surgery on it. So he's done for the season. Brandon Staley should be also done for the season. I think this guy is a dead man walking. I don't know what kind of fight the Chargers are going to have with uh, their their backup quarterback in, um, Easton Stick. Um, Las Vegas Raiders just came off of a horrible loss, 3 nothing. I, I I don't know what to do with this game other than I, I think the Chargers are toast. Chargers be the Chargers and Chargers be toast. So I like Las Vegas in this game, guys. I like Las Vegas minus the three. I'm just, the over-under is what talks to me is 34 and a half. I'm going to go under, but this screams to me like a trap of like, oh yeah, these two teams suck and they won't score any points and then they'll put up a ton of points. So watch that happens. But uh, let's just go under 34 and a half because neither one of these teams has scored anything the last couple weeks. All right, let's go for uh, some uh, picks, props, and parlays. What do we got? The uh, I don't have much, guys, so it's not going to be a long session here. Uh, I'll take the Austin Eckler anytime touchdown plus 135 if Josh Jacobs plays. 
because there's a lot of que- he's got a questionable status. I'll take the Jacobs anytime touchdown at plus one thirty. Um, if Devontae Adams plays, I like the over six and a half receptions. I think they, they just force feed him the ball. And then I did one parlay for this game yesterday, guys. Devontae Adams over six and a half receptions, Las Vegas money line, and Aiden O'Connell to throw one passing touchdown that got it to plus 350. Book that. I think if Devontae Adams plays, I think they're going to force feed in the ball. I think O'Connell's got at least one touchdown in him, and I think Las Vegas wins. All right, guys, that's the Peas with PJ for Thursday. Stick around tomorrow. We'll go over the full Peas with PJ, give you all of our picks for Saturday games, Sunday games. Take maybe a look at some of the bowl games this weekend, too. See what we like. These bowl games get crazy. Nobody plays, so you never know who's going to win. All right, other than that, thank you for joining in. Just a guy talking football podcast with PJ Janky, and I am out.